He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. I hope you had a nice weekend. I hope your week is off to a great start. And I hope you are taking care of your body physically like I am. You know, I'm trying to stay alive for this young child to make it to her 30th birthday. I told you that I've been ramping up my mileage. I feel like I just need to share here at the outset that I ran eight miles on Sunday. Monday was a day off. Tuesday is a day to get back at it. I ran eight miles on Sunday. I can't tell you the last time I ran eight miles. Maybe when I ran 13 miles and a half marathon and fractured my foot. (laughs) I ran the Thanksgiving Day half marathon in Atlanta several years ago and uh, suffered a stress stress fracture because of it. I'm getting there, eight miles. And during my run, this is what I wanted to broach, I ran by Lips. There's a Lips near where I live, a uh, drag... A drag restaurant, a drag show place, a drag emporium. A real fucking drag. And there were people queued up at 10.30 or whatever it was in the morning to have a rip-roaring time watching drag performers, getting roasted, having a delicious meal, and having a few mimosas and Bloody Marys along the way. There was a huge line outside of Lips. And it was very, like, we're all doing what we want. We're all doing what makes us feel most like ourselves in this moment. The drag performers are getting ready to do what they do best and what makes them feel truly, more than the rest of us, like themselves, being a drag performer. As I've said, none of us are so brave. And I know, I'm I'm speaking generalities here, okay? Then there were the people lined up outside who were giddy with excitement to be drinking at whatever early time it was on a Sunday. And then there was me, who was enjoying, and that's a flat part of El Cajon Boulevard, I was enjoying a flat, easy run, stretching my legs, moving, sweating in the cool morning sun. We all were aligned together, and I was feeling like a a human. I was feeling a part of the human race. I was feeling generous in spirit, and I was inspired, I, I, I would say. I was positive, optimistic. We're all doing what we're supposed to be doing, what makes us feel most like ourselves. Then a few blocks later, there come walking on the sidewalk two gay guys. And this is not the heart of Hillcrest, by the way. This is on Elkhorn Boulevard, uh, you know, several miles, two miles at least away from Hillcrest, maybe a mile. There come two guys walking up the street holding hands, which is totally unacceptable. In this day, <laughs> which is somewhat of an unusual sight for me, who's been away from Alcohol Boulevard 20 years. Alcohol Boulevard you know, can be a little rough. I don't associate it with uh, open mindedness. Maybe that's just me projecting. In any case, you see in Hillcrest, the gay mecca of Atlanta, you see men holding hands all the time. I thought they were just a little far away from the flock. They seemed. I didn't think. I was not judging them, okay? I mean, I was judging the way they were dressed, but not what they were doing. And sort of with the residual high on the human spirit 
<clears throat> excuse me, high in the human spirit. Whoa, what's going on here? High on the human spirit is what I'm trying to say. Of the drag performers getting ready to do their thing, people waiting to get buzzed on a Sunday, and me running, enjoying the morning. That's situated all within the current uh, zeitgeist in which so much of, uh, or not so much, but 40%, whatever it is, of the country is at war, seemingly, with gay people, which I'm not going to dig into right now other than to say it's just wrong, and it's hypo—not hypo hypothetical, it's hypocritical. It's just wrong, okay? So if you're prejudiced against gay people, just know you're standing on the wrong side of history. And that's something you'll have to, when the demons come late at night, Frank, tell me, what do you see? That's something you alone will have to answer for. You're just wrong, okay? And I'm glad to listen to the podcast anyway, because maybe over time we can uh, chip away at both of our, your and my, dumb perspectives. Because that is a dumb one. I understand. It's how you were raised. You didn't get out into the world. And you never even see gay people. Isn't that ironic? That people against whom we are most prejudiced are people we see the least, aside from Israelis and Palestinians. Um, anyway, we demonize the other. Here's what I want to say, thinking about this positivity and spirit of humanity that I had in that moment, in those moments on that long, well, long eight miles. Come on, y'all. I did, y'all. Y'all, I did it. Y'all. Jasper's coming over for a sweet tea and a little crossfire. I see the two guys walking away from Hillcrest, and all of this whirls. W H O R L. There's a whirl inside me. It whirls inside me. It's spun up in me. And I say, Morning, boys. This is when I'm about six feet away from them. I say, Morning, boys. And they say, hi no they, they said hi and then i said i say gay i said that i said i say gay and i kept going and i don't know if they responded or did anything at all to acknowledge me saying that and as soon as i said it i was not i, I had immediate I was immediately Monday morning quarterbacking my actions. It was only because of the zeitgeist, right? Because in Florida, they try to say, don't say gay, right? They try to pass those don't say gay laws. And so I just, what I was trying to do is I wanted these guys to know, I say gay, and I'm on your side, and I'm not on the wrong side of history. I'm not on the Santis camp. I'm saying I say gay, and I like gay. I like like gay shit, okay? But I felt immediate, um, I don't know what, just a little, did they want that? Or did they want to? Because what I didn't want to do, what I wanted them to do is know that they have somebody on their side, okay? That here's some dude who is aware of the world and is aware that their journey is different than his own and respect, I'm on your side. I wanted them to know that. But the other immediate competing thought, or maybe they're not even competing, is I didn't want to have them think I only saw them as gay. I mean, it's the first thing you're going to notice about these two guys. It's pretty gay. <laughs> I didn't want them to think, you know what I mean? Because 
I just like to be seen as a person and I have all the attributes that enable people to just see me as a person because my group has been the, the model for so long. The prototype, if you will. I just want them to know that I saw them as people. But now that I think about it, if I don't say, and I don't have to say it in that situation. I don't have to say, I say gay, aren't I? I'm not saying, aren't I great? That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying, I say gay. And I want you to know that I am on your side. I'm on your team. I take a sip of my beverage. I'm on your team. I'm on your side. You are not different than I or different than anyone else simply because you're a little light in the lo- You know what I mean? You're not different at all because you're sweet. (laughs) Once again, black people have given the culture a wonderful word to refer to gay people in a term that is not for me to use, but (laughs) not for me to... Some black people across my life refer to gay people as sweet and how... How nice is that? It's <laughs> how even your even black people's contribution to the culture is so strong that even a slur is 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 a is a good word. Sweet. Anyway, they all sweet as little Richard. What I didn't want them to do is think that I I've communicated this that they are other. They are different. Those were my thoughts, and but talking it out, and this is why it's this is why you should have a podcast too. Talking about it with you right now has compelled me to believe, to feel, to stand on this one side that I'm not treating them as different than other people. I'm acknowledging their differences, right? And that's what I'm doing because what immediately goes to my head would be like. I mean, I'm certainly not going to stop a black dude on the street and go, hey, man, black lives matter. But I don't, I see color. I see race. I know they are, they make for different experiences and outcomes and in the world. And to acknowledge that is to be blind to the fucking reality of life, right? Am, am, am I woke? <laughs> Is that that's a bad word now again to be woke. You those people are good at turning those positive words into negative ones. So I think what I'm signaling is my virtue. I'm signaling I'm an ally. I'm on your side. I'm an ally. I'm on your side. I acknowledge the differences and know that they need to be transcended. Much much like I would do if i if i were expressing that i don't i don't see race i just i just give the job to the first guy who shows up you know what i mean but i i think i had i i definitely have less ambivalence about what happened what i said to those guys because i've just talked it through with you for a few minutes <laughs> and you're like well that wasn't very entertaining so uh move on Okay, you know what else? I moved on. I'll move on. But in in the spirit of uh, you are a gay, I didn't know that bears had a flag. Did you know that? Bears have a flag. Gay bears, big, hirsute, hairy, sometimes muscular, sometimes leather bound, sometimes just hairy gay men. 
very often bald, it seems. They have a flag. I didn't know that. It's pretty awesome. Shout out to Bears for getting organized and planting their flag in the middle of Hillcrest. It's a huge gay bear flag. And it does not look to me, or it doesn't look like, but it does evoke some comparison to the mercenary company Blackwater, which just to, ch to just to improve its PR after murdering civilians and all that black op stuff that the government just funds without a thought and without a comment. And if you uh, say, hey, should we really be funding these groups? Hey, don't you love America? Okay, you're right. You win. I don't. I hate it. I hate so much of it. But you know what? I'm you. I'm just you. I'm the same as you. We just get up a little bit differently in the morning. Who's right or who's wrong? Well, clearly, I'm right. But there, there has there's a Blackwater changed its name to XE, which I think is like Z or something like that. But if you look at the old Blackwater, I think they had a paw on it. It, it evokes their <laughs> the bears, and as I think about it, what better way to it, those Blackwater groups, those mercenary groups, all they're meant to do is go, I think kill and inflict Americanism on people of color in Africa and the Middle East. I think that's what they do. I think that's their purpose. I think that's what they're funded. I think it's like Illuminati shit with the um, Eric Prince is the guy's name whose sister is the former Bush cabinet or Trump cabinet education secretary. Who's like, it's, it's like real heavy Illuminati shit. Search for Blackwater. Search for Eric Prince. Search for maybe who his sister is. The familial connections with the Bushes and the all those Koch brothers. It's re it's real. I'm not 19 years old. I'm just saying it's in there. And if you think about the opportunity for those people who want a Pax Christianity, I guess, a Pax whiteness to the world. And I guess that's why they're trying to... Um, or they were, are, always. Because you know what? It's an internal, uh, eternal fight for those people. It's not for fucking me or you because we're sensible. We know we're going to be alive for X number of years, and that's that. It's not this eternal battle for souls that makes one side of this global conflict so much more invested than the people who are not religious like us. You're simply playing for what you perceive to be higher stakes. In any case, Blackwater would be super effective if they teamed up with the Bears and made the Bears mercenaries and took the Bears over to fucking Africa and fucking the Middle East. And why am I saying fucking Africa and fucking the Middle East? Could you imagine the horror that Hamas... Could you imagine the horror that the Israelis... Can you imagine the horror that... Uh, different groups of armed children fighting in the Congo would experience if an army of bears came rolling over the hills <laughs> just waddling doing like uh, peck deck and doing um, lateral raise they're doing lats they're working on their lats all the way just lifting we used to call them water pitchers where you start with the weight in your hand and you move your elbow and your arm up to the right and just imagine a bunch of bears doing that 
fucking relentlessly having brunch across North Africa, rolling into Egypt, one of the countries we have slept on in the West because it, from our earliest moments, conjures something different than it actually really is. Sure, there was horrific colonialism, absolutely. But when we think of Egypt, we think of that pretty sphinx, and we think of, wow, they made these pyramids. We never really learned how those pyramids got made. We never heard about how the Sphinx got built. But we learn about that and Cleopatra and go to the fucking museum and here's an exhibit. And it's just wonderful PR for for, for dumb, susceptible American children who have to grow up to realize Egypt is a horrible place populated by horrible people who do horrible things. <laughs> Egypt, much like I said on the podcast years ago about the Dutch, we sleep on Egypt. Probably not as much as we sleep on the Dutch because, you know, we know at least <laughs> geopolitically Egypt is terrible. Am I just the most knowledgeable? No, you're full of shit is what you are. Imagine an army of bears. Imagine if you airlifted 500, <clears throat> excuse me, 500 bears from the Folsom, from Folsom in San Francisco. These are big, burly, hairy men who are wearing denim, who have some leather biker hats on, who don't give a fuck. And you just drop them there. And you know what? Here's a one catch. Nobody is armed. Nobody in the Middle East can have arms. So we are going to have to stop selling them. to all. We're going to have to stop funding all those conflicts with our weaponry. And just imagine the bears... <laughs> standing there with their their utility boots, their legs, which have just been... I don't even know how you get legs that big. Is it just squats all day long? The bears have a flag. It resembles black water. And my mother-in-law was in town. I give you that context because... People have been asking me, how has the move gone? How's it going? Are you getting settled in in Southern California, San Diego? Are you enjoying it? And the answer is, it's going okay. The unit is intact. My wife, my daughter, and I, we are strong. We are one. We're having a great time together. What's taking time is, uh, and what's challenging is the fact, and there's more positivity, and that will lead me to talk about my mother-in-law for just a moment. What's the challenge? Why is it not perfectly smooth? Because all of our friends of the last 15 years, 20, almost 20 years, are back in Atlanta. All of our routines of the last 15, 20 years remain in Atlanta. And you can't just replace those. And there are people that I was friends with in Atlanta that I would love to replace. <laughs> and they're probably like, good riddance, dude. Glad you're gone. There's, there's, there's a gap, and it's social, it's emotional, it's a sense that you're part of the thing, that you're supported, that you're accepted exactly as you are by these people that's missing. And maybe it'll get replaced or, or elaborated. Maybe there will be uh, new relationships, much like those relationships we've made over the last 15 years. But it's kind of it's kind of a 
it's a bit melancholic to have all those people across the country who I think about all the time and I still communicate with, but don't have the same go to park pool or go to dinner with or see fr friendly faces smiling at Limerick or Laughing Skull or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Why do you say it? You know exactly what it is. It's that. Those things do not exist with regularity now. So, as I've said before, I now am, you know, I'm friends with a couple of people I've been friends with for so long in Southern California that when I see them, it's great. But I don't have regular friends. I don't have, my wife doesn't have regular friends. We're all we have in the most beautiful place in the world. But we do. I'm going to refresh my coffee just because I, I think I, I think you deserve it. All right, I'm refreshed. You know what? Maybe it is. Maybe that leads me, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe that leads me to try to interact with total stranger on the street. Like, like, hey, I like lips too. Can I get in line while I'm on mile three of eight and settle in for some mimosas? Or, hey, gay guys, I just want you to know that I'm part of the human race too. I'm sure that there's part of that in me. I'm, I'm sure that that's part of what's happening here is is I have a need for speed. In any case, we don't have these relationships. But what we do have, and was one of the stated goals of our journey west, is our daughter is spending a whole lot more time around her grandparents, which is great. We wanted that to happen, and she sees the grandmas all the time. She sees my juggling instructor a little less, but she sees the grandmas all the time. My grandma... My grandma, my, not my grandma, my grandmother, rest in peace, Molly. Rest in peace, Molly. I barely knew my dad's grandmother. My juggling instructor, his mom was a champ. I loved her. Still do. My wife's mom, grandma, as she's known, was in town the other day. And she wants to be involved in the marquee events. So what did I do? It's all coming together with these gay threads. I took her with me to pick up the girl from school on two different days. And we drove by Moe's at 2.45 p.m. And I said to her, and she's socially liberal, I guess. Yeah, she's socially liberal. I mean, what I mean by that is she isn't, I don't think she cares about gay people or, you know, is not an old person who has issue, right? I don't think. I, but we drove by Moe's and I was like, look at that. That's how, <laughs> how to live like your team won the Super Bowl. It's 2.45 p.m. She didn't really take the bait. She goes, yeah, uh, it looks crowded and there's a place near where I live that also has, I don't know how long it's been open. It used to be this. And just does that grandmotherly thing where it's like, it's like she has a podcast. She just keeps stream of consciousness. One thing leads to another, except the whole thought is rarely executed. In any case, I showed her, I showed her Moe's on university. I was like, that's how you should live. Just like that. 2.45 on a Tuesday. We just won the Super Bowl. I took her to pick up my... I took her to pick up my daughter, and on one of those journeys, she said to me, uh, she's very deep, but she's in a grand, she's deep and, and, and intelligent, but she's in a grandmotherly place. I imagine most of her conversations are with much older people, 
they're kind of like, how are the kids and what's going on with my phone and the Wi-Fi doesn't work. But when she goes down and goes deep, she's she's heavy and really uh, intelligent and, and interesting to listen to. But, you know, grandparents kind of up and down, like are they down in the weeds or are they up, like all of us, I guess. But she said to me as we were about to pick up my daughter, she said, you know, I don't want to offend your gender. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and Moe's really got her thinking. It'll be wild if she's like, but those bears inside Moe's drink way too much, and only men do that. She said, I don't want to offend your gender. Which is thoughtful and also like, man, we are we are pretty soft, aren't we, men? <laughs> she's going to tell us. She, could, she was going to tell us something we might not want to hear. What are we going to do? Here is some bad news that you don't want to hear. What are you going to do? And we're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to invade the Capitol. How about that? We're going to try to overturn an election. How wild is that? Also, if you plead guilty to the crime, that means you did it, right? Can we be more unequivocal than that? I plead guilty to that. Did you do that? I am guilty as charged. I plead guilty. To what? To trying to overthrow democracy, to undermine democracy. You know what? To change the rules because I lost. Because I'm the biggest pussy in the world. All right. Well, you're guilty, three people in Georgia so far. We'll see when the rest of you. You're guilty of trying to over of trying to disenfranchise, to try to undermine democracy and they're like yeah of course trying to win an election dude we want all the money and the power and the bears to go to the middle east and make it a pax americana christiana whiteiana that's why she has to say to me a grown man i don't want to offend your gender but i was like well thank you uh I have found that if you ask a man a question and he does not have an answer, he will just make one up. And I had to bite my tongue from not saying to her, and the reason he does that is to get laid. That's the only reason. To communicate his value. To get laid. <laughs> you know, if you come to me with a wrench in your hand and say, hey, can you fix my toilet? Do you know how to do that? I And if I don't know how to do it, I'm not going to say, no, go get some other guy. I'm probably going to be like, well, let me take a look. <laughs> let me get under there and see. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give it the old college try, which might not be what you're looking for. But I'm going to give it the college try to at least curry your favor to think, you know what, if anyone deserves my attention, it's that guy who made the toilet problem worse and caused me to still have to call an expert, a real man, to fix the toilet. But this guy really tried. <laughs> I don't know if you want a guy who doesn't have an answer or doesn't improvise one. Can you help me move my refrigerator? No, I have no idea how to do that. You don't want that. You want someone to be like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm wearing a belt. That should be support, support enough for my 
for my back. That's why we make shit up. Isn't 99% of what we do at some arc in our life to curry the favor of the fairer, <laughs> the fairer sex of women? Isn't that right, Grandma? That's why we make up answers. We, you know, we really make up answers because we want to feel like we have value. Because if we are valued, and this is the self-esteem portion of the podcast. You know what? I'm going to leave you at 30 past the hour because I have to go. But at the end of the week, there will be a 45-minute podcast. You've seen recently all the Friday podcasts haven't been 30 minutes. They've been more like 45, and that's what you'll get this Friday. But this one's going to be 30 minutes because I have to keep moving. Reasons for which I will tell you later. I'll tell you on Friday, as a matter of fact. The reason we make up an answer is because we want to feel valued. It's very, very important for us to feel valued by the group. And there is nothing more threatening than feeling like you don't have value because in that case, the group is going to move along without you, which is why it is so painful to get fired, which is why it is so painful to have someone break up with you. Essentially, what they're doing is putting their hand in your chest saying, you are not valuable enough to be part of this group. You are cast out into the wilderness on your own. We, the people who are valuable, are going to stick together and move through together. We have value and we are going to rely on each other and we are going to utilize one another to move this group forward. You, with my hand in your chest, you're not part of this. And that's a terrifying feeling. It's It, it creates like a, a panic in people that leads them to date someone below what they're expect below where they should that date someone that you know you get broken up with and you rebound like he's with her now wild you know someone that you sh your standards slip you take a job that sucks because you want to feel valued by the system and the group and that's what that guy who always makes up an answer wants to do and get laid also and i can bring it full circle as a matter of fact i need more of a group in Southern California to feel valued. I don't feel, you know, that it's, it's really true. I'm, it doesn't cause me heartache or panic yet, but I don't feel very valued by just the wider community because I don't have this huge network of relationships. That, that's, this is just amazing how it all comes together sometime. I need to, I need to work on myself. <laughs> I need to make, I need to get out there and make some relationships. In any case, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you on Friday for a full 45 minutes. Have a great week and we'll talk to you then. Bye.